0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined as ever on a Friday by a resident racing expert, Paul Gallagher, also known as Voice of Value. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, fantastic. I'm glad to be back.
1: I've got a wee bit of the sniffles today, so apologies in advance to all listeners of if, um, if you can pick
0: that up on the record. I'm sure we can soldier on through the man flu this week. Uh, So we're back again this week. Take a look at tomorrow's racing on ITV as ever. Um, There's been a few concerns about the meeting at Cheltenham. Today's card was called off and there's an inspection at three. But by all accounts, it looks as if it's positive news that we're going to get.
1: Yeah, it was disappointing to lose today's racing because it was pretty good quality stuff. Uh, Likewise, there's there's a a card on Sunday as well. Uh, In fact, if I get a chance, I'll I'll stick some tips for that up on the... uh, up on the website if that one goes ahead, and we maybe do that late on Saturday night if it gets the all clear. But it looks like, as we stand, um, that Saturday's going to go ahead. They've got a, they've got a late pitch inspection, as it were, right. and um, hopefully if we, we pass that, we'll, we'll get a really good card of racing on Saturday.
0: Yeah, let's hope so, because there's six cards lined up on ITV on Saturday, but before we get to those, as always, we have a wee look back at last week, um, and we kind of hinted that it was going to be a tricky day on Saturday, Um, winners were quite hard to come by, we still managed the shop price double that we spoke about, which paid about two to one.
1: Yeah, I was quite pleased with that,
0: because
1: um, to the advised stakes that we've Put up um, that that pretty much washed our face on Saturday on what was quite a tricky day. So I was quite frustrated that we didn't get anything. Particularly in the last race, the big race, we had two selections who were both um, right at the front as, the, as it sort of came to about two out. And uh, I think just found out um, maybe done too much out in front and just faded away a little bit, a couple of mistakes. So that was frustrating because I thought, well, at least we're going to get one of them in the top three, but it wasn't to be. Um, but yeah, it, if it, it's, it's always a good sign if on a bad day you still manage to get out of it without, um, without much of a loss. So that was quite pleasing in that regard.
0: Yeah, I think it still keeps us in profit overall during the the podcast that we've recorded so far, so it's all good. Last week we focused quite a lot on some French-sounding horse names and we're about to start this week with another in the first race, which is the 150 at Cheltenham.
1: Yes, um, Ramsey's Detay is the favourite and I'm quite happy to roll in with that one. Um, Young, progressive, novice. Um, should enjoy the, uh, the underfoot conditions, it's going to be pretty soft, um, bordering on heavy I think, so I think um, he's got everything that you need, um, and, and hopefully he's got a bit in hand over the others, and I thought the, the price was, was quite fair, um, they're, down, they're now down to seven runners, we're getting three to one about him, so I think that's pretty good value, I'm happy to, happy to go with that.
0: Yes, he's won several times in heavy ground before, and the conditions should certainly suit tomorrow.
1: Yeah, he has that, and he won it actually um, at Cheltenham um, last time out, so, you know, you can't really argue with that, um, it's a slightly longer trip, it was three miles last time, it's, it's about three miles, three and a bit um, for this one, but um, that was heavy ground last time as well, so it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's something of an obvious choice, but when you've got a young progressive one like that, I don't think there's any harm in just saying, yep, looks the obvious winner, and we get, we're getting a fair price, so let's get involved with a win bet.
0: Yeah, currently priced at three to one. The shortest five to two in places might go off a bit shorter. Uh, happy to take the three to one uh, on the nose. Yes, I think so. short shorter
1: one, uh, David Pipeyard. Don't mind uh, having a punt on their horses and, and punters latch onto them as well. So I think yeah, it was a hundred to thirty this morning when it was first priced up. When I messaged you early doors, so that's gone. And I think the three to one might go as well. So I would take that. That's I think that's a fair price.
0: Nice one. Okay, so onto the two twenty-five. I help. At Cheltenham, which used to be the Paddy Power Chase, it's now the Bet Victor Gold Cup. Yeah,
1: that's it. It's the big race of the day. As I mentioned to you off air earlier. Um, normally they like to finish on Channel th- on ITV rather with the biggest race of the day, but this one's a bit earlier in the card. My suspicion for that is they're worried about the low lying sun, which gets in the horse's eyes um, at, at, a little bit later on in the afternoon, and so they often have to um, what they call doll off fences. They have to miss out certain fences. Um, depending on where the sun is Um, and a lot of jumps aficionados get a little bit peeved at that so I think what they've done is uh, they've brought this forward to avoid any any potential issues with that so it's something to look out for you might see it later on in the card um, with one or two of the later races.
0: So we have got 20 down to run this where do we start?
1: Uh, good question. It's a minefield. Um, plenty in here with plenty in here with chances. Um, I whittled it down to about five. <laughs> I thought were were pretty pretty reasonable. And then from the, from there, I'm, I'm looking at okay, which one's the best value um, in terms of what I think the price should be. And though I quite like Slate House, I should say, uh, which is one of the favourites. Um, I think at the moment it, it's just um, just. Shading favouritism ahead of of Sarah Dulac, Um, and I think that's fair enough. Wouldn't put people off if they're particularly keen on Slate House. I think really solid, you know, it goes on this kind of ground, um, progressive, um, you know, sort of second season chaser. So absolutely no problem with that. Um, But I'm going to look for one at a, a bigger price, and the one that I like is Chris Gordon's Horse Highway 101. Which is currently um I think you can actually get sixteen to one with Sky who are paying five places. I you can actually get fourteens with Paddy Power who are paying six places each way. So I think that's the way to go with it.
0: I'm we going... discussed that Yeah, a week or two ago about you know, weighing up, taking the bigger price versus the, the higher number of places and I think you'd always kinda of lean towards the greater number of places at the shorter price.
1: That, that's what I would do unless it's you know if it was 10 to 1 know yeah. considerably short. Sure, no but if you're only going down one point in the betting eh, that's the way I would play it because the, the extra place can be valuable eh, as you see so many times you know, particularly the way we bet we're looking for we're looking for outsiders eh, to run into a place and you know they do win more than, more than not but eh, it's all about getting that wee bit extra value so the, the six places is pretty generous so that's the way I would go with it
0: yeah that's a pretty good shout any others we should be keeping an eye out for on that one um, yeah, there's a few that I, that I thought were quite interesting.
1: Um, guitar Pete's got some pretty classy form. Um, uh, you know, I think I thought he was quite a big price. Um, horse Springtown late has been a bit of support for that one as well, um, and I, that's ridden by Richard Johnson, the champion jockey. Um, I think that's a decent horse. I, I just wonder. I think that my concern with that was maybe. The heavier ground, although ah, it has one and heavier and fast, I just thought it might be more suited to a firmer surface. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely a few chances of a cracking race. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, hopefully, Highway 101 can deliver for us at 14 to one or 16 to one, depending where you you take your bet tomorrow. Next up, it's the 2:45 at Lingfield, the Betway Churchill Stakes.
1: Yeah, um, this one is. I think very straightforward. Um, Lord North is um, quite clearly the best of these. Um, But, you know, the bookies haven't missed that. So you're not getting much of a price. It's currently 8 to 13 at the time of recording. That's not a bet for me. What I would do, I'd advise people to do, is have a wee look, keep an eye on it. First thing in the morning, sometimes the bookies push their prices out to, to get a bit of custom. If it gets to about... Even money's maybe a wee bit ambitious, but if it gets to about ten to eleven, something like that, I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a bet, and uh, I would, I would, I would have a be a bet in that, or maybe put it in my accumulators, for maybe some of the, some of the football tips, like likes so, of um, Greg's bets for for the football, you know, compare those up and it doubles and trebles and that sort of thing. That's maybe what I would look to do with it.
0: Yeah, I see the race sponsors bet. We are probably just edging best price at the moment. They're going eighteen to twenty-five which requires a bit of mathematical gymnastics to work out that it's actually the best price. Yeah. That's the same. I don't think I've seen that before. We'll keep an eye on that price in the morning. Okay, jumping back to Cheltenham for the three o'clock.
1: Yeah, good race this as well, to be fair, um, if you'll pardon the pun, because to be fair is the favourite here. (laughs) Nicely done. Um, Yes, thank you. Uh, One last time out, and um, that was um, at Cheltenham as well. So, on heavy ground so we'll have no difficulty with this and um, it's basically a course and distance win. So really obvious favourite, probably be quite popular in the accumulators for people um, and, and again I would, I'd be loath to put people off it. Um, I think it's you know fairly solid favourite and you know, if people want to uh, get involved I think that's fair enough. Um, the one I like though is um, slightly further down a bit of a bigger price, a horse called Hear No Evil. Um, seven-year-old, lightly raced, and I think it has a, a really good chance here. I think it's been aimed at this race. I heard an interview with uh, the jockey, Harry Skelton, who said that this basically this was the target. So it ran at Aintree um, a couple of weeks ago for its first run um, of the season. In fact, first run since January of 2018. So um, you're going back a long while before that. So no doubt would have needed that run. It's been dropped a couple of pounds in the handicap. Um, still only a 7 year old I think it's got loads of scope for improvement and um, the skeletons are very good with that sort of horse Um, so I think I'll be having an each way bet on that Uh, you can get uh, 15 to 2 at the moment so I think that's the way I would go with it
0: As a non-expert in racing when you talk about a horse being aimed at a particular race what does that entail exactly from a training point of view?
1: Yes the trainers will target horses, Horses, the fitness of horses is almost sort of cyclical, if you will, um, and you can't keep a horse sort of primed and perfect, ready to go, especially natural hunt horses who are bigger and more muscular, they carry a lot of condition at times, so you have to sort of tailor their training and target them towards a certain date. Some people might um, get their horses ready to go right at the start of the season. Lots of them will target their horses for the spring festivals, particularly Cheltenham. So everything, they sort of work back from there. Um, so at this time of year, you sometimes find horses that are, that are only half fit or 70% fit going out. Um, but the Skelton's hinted that this particular race had been the target for this horse. So they'll have probably gone back to maybe 70, 80% fitness for that race at Aintree. Um, that race, you know, hopefully worked off a bit of condition, but built the, the built the uh, the horse up. It's almost like in football, getting match fitness. You know, yeah. getting a few games under your belt. Always, players always talk about that. It's the same yeah. idea. Just, you know, there's nothing, there's no work that they can do at home in the yard that is um, the equivalent of a proper race around sure. the track. Yeah. So it doesn't, you know, you need to. Some of them, some of them go well fresh. So it's just about knowing the horse. But mm-hmm. uh, in this case, I think I think this. Horse will have been will have benefited from the run and uh, hopefully should go well at a bigger price in the fav.
0: Okay, so it's going off at well, sorry, it's not going off at it's currently priced <laughs> about fifteen to two. hills and Coral. Yeah,
1: I would take that um, in with the thinking that um, if it has been targeted at this race and you know they feel the horse is ready to go in condition suit, they'll probably have a punt and uh, it will come in a bit. So I would
0: I would take that price um, this evening if you can. Actually, I see it's as big as 8-1s to ones at Hills and Be- Victor, so even better. Oh, there we go then.
1: That's it. We'll call it
0: an 8-1. Ideal. Okay. 3.15 at Lingfield. Uh, short sprint this one. Six furlongs on the poly track.
1: Yeah, it's the, the opposite of uh, what's gone before the children <laughs> with the three-mile plodders on heavy ground where they uh, blink and you miss this one. Um, some pretty classy horses in here. Um, it's, it's a decent race for the all-weather. Um Gifted Master, the favourite. Um, it has solid claims. It wouldn't put you off that. Um, but there was, there were two that kind of caught my eye. One of them is Stake a Claim, ridden by wee Frankie, um, and he's a double-figure price just now. I, I came very close to tipping this, but the reason I won't do so is he doesn't have any form on the old weather um, at all. I think he had three races in the old weather uh, about two years ago and it was pretty poor in them all. There are some horses that just much prefer the grass and vice versa. There's others that prefer the old weather. So, I'm a, with that in mind, <laughs> my tip is a course and distance winner. Um, Corinthia at night. Archie Watson train ridden by Luke Morris it's got a good record in all weather and it likes this course and distance I think that's quite important um, and its official rating is, um, is is almost comparable with the favourite but you're getting at the moment 11 to 1 um, about that night, so I think that's a cracking each way bet for a horse that you know go well uh, in the conditions.
0: I'm going to ask you another novice question about the rating and what in terms of as novices we should be looking at when it comes to the ratings of these horses? Yeah, yeah it's a good question.
1: It's a really good it's a good way, I think, to, to get a quick picture of a race. So for example, that race that we talked about at Lingfield previously, um Lord North is about twelve points in the rating ahead of any other horse. And roughly the ratings are supposed to be equivalent to the weights that the horses carry in a handicap. So if you are rated one hundred and another horse is rated 101 you'll carry one pound more in the weights in that handicap race so that gives you an idea of um, the way they handicap the horses um so in this race the official rating that the handicapper has given it is 104. Yep. now to complicate things further this is what they call a listed race and it's not a handicap so they all run off level weights Okay. Um, for the most part, some of them carry penalties for previous wins, etc. But we'll put that to one side for the moment. Yep. To all intents and purposes, they're on off level weights. So Corinthian Knight um, is rated one pound behind Gifted Master, one point in the in the official rating scale. So to all intents and purposes, they are pretty closely rated. Yep. Um, they're both course and distance winners. Gifted Master is roughly seventy-two hundred to thirty at the moment. Corinthian Knight is eleven to one. So. On that very basic analysis of the situation, you're thinking, well, why well, 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 don't I have a bit interest in Corinthian Knight? Mm-hmm. Um, the same point could be made for staker Claim, who's actually rated exactly the same as Corinthian Knight, and it's sort yeah. of eleven to one, twelve to one. But then I've dug a bit deeper, and as I explained earlier, them doesn't really like the old weather, hasn't shown as much, so that would put me off. So that's why I'm, I'm going with Corinthian night but. You know, it's it's a nice angle into race if you're trying to understand it and trying to work out the form and how, how it's um, how it applies to the other horses in the race.
0: Okay, this may be something we can dig a wee bit deeper into in another podcast, but I think certainly it's useful for people like myself who are very far from being racing experts. You know, anything that can help us kind of decipher a race card, I guess, uh, is handy. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it's great when you ask those questions because it's the, some of the, the more you get into
1: racing, the more you take these things for granted. But see, when you're starting out, it's a minefield, and uh, it's one of the biggest problems I think with with attracting new fans to, to racing and uh, getting people passionate about it. That there are a lot of um, Sort of barriers to entry, and um, as you would say in, in economics, um, you know it's it, it's tricky to get people involved. Whereas other sports like football, you can you can pick it up quite quickly, you know. And it's sort of it's in our DNA. We all watch football all the time. And we're just yeah. intrinsically we just un- understand it. Yeah. Um, whereas racing really is a bit of a closed shop, and it takes a bit of time to understand what on earth is going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully we can help educate some people. If not, educate me at the very least. Um, <laughs> Happy to do so. Yeah. <laughs> so on to the last race of the day, which is a three thirty at Cheltenham. But you think this one is pretty tricky?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm struggling to, to find one here that um that I thought was was at value or worth a bet. To be honest, um the one that initially I had a wee look at was Falco Blitz for Nikki Anderson. Um. Which is a fairly young improving horse, but um, it's not getting any form on, on soft or heavy, so that would be a major concern on a, on a day like this where it has been raining and you know the, the racing was called off today. So it's going to be it's going to be heavy ground. So i not I wouldn't take a chance on that one. Um, I think if it was good ground, it would be close to close to favouritism. Um, the favourite uh, is a horse that I can't pronounce, Jatilui or something like that. <laughs> The, the Hobbs horse, let's call it the Hobbs yeah. horse. Um, and it's ridden by an amateur jockey, David Maxwell, a really, um, really enthusiastic amateur who owns a lot of horses and then rides them himself. Um, and, and that's the case with this one. He sometimes trains horses himself as well. Um, I, I don't want it to be disrespectful to the guy, but he's just he's an amateur riding against professionals, so that would be a bit of a concern. Um, but the, horses, the horse does have cracking form and... Um, that's one certainly to consider, um, but it's a bit short in the betting for me, three to one. So I'm I'm actually going to give the race a, a miss, and it's a no bet for me, unfortunately.
0: Okay, sometimes that's the best advice you can give. I think and that's true. I think if
1: you if you're not sure, there's no point in just jumping in with one for the sake of it. Um, you know, better to concentrate on the ones that you're you, you're confident about, like in the last race here, No Evil, like that, confident about it. Ramsey's to tie in the first race, yeah, really feeling the love for that. So better concentrating on that. Save your yeah. cash for other races
0: indeed okay can you recap the, the tips that you do have for Saturday then
1: I can indeed we are 150 ramses de Detai 3 to 1 that's a win bet 2.25 Highway 101 we're going for six places with Paddy Power who are currently 14 to 1 and then, uh, looking at it chronologically here, I think the next one after that is the 2.45 at Lingfield. We're saying no bet at the moment, but if you can get sort of 10 to 11 about Lord North, maybe tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, take that. Um, but as it stands, it's a bit short in the, in the betting. The 3 o'clock is yeah, here No Evil, which I just mentioned a moment ago. 8 to 1, that's an each way bet as well against the favourite. And the 3.15... I am taking currently a night as an each way alternative in on that one it's good course and distance form I'd be happy to get behind and finally in the 3.30 uh, no bet for me in that, that uh, last handicap hurdle race
0: OK so fingers crossed that Cheltenham goes ahead tomorrow otherwise we're not left with much um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully some of those that you've picked out can deliver some winners again for us this week on the podcast Thanks for listening. Um, apologies for any sound interference that you've heard this week. We've kind of tried to catch Paul on the hop in between uh, flights and bus trips and everything else. So thanks for that, Paul, for giving us your time today. Yeah, um, no problem at all. Hopefully back to our professional best next week. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the winners keep coming, we don't care what it sounds like. That's that's all that matters. Amen. Um You can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value and you can follow the Gambler account at Gambler Tips. Uh, Don't forget to rate and view the podcast on iTunes if you're listening to us on there. I'll be back on Wednesday night slash Thursday morning with Greg for a look at the weekend's football where we'll be back to a domestic card Thankfully. Uh, if you're not already caught this week's football podcast, then make sure you do so. Um, you may have missed some tips from last night, but there's still plenty on there for the football action tomorrow on Saturday. Um, you can get that on the usual channels like Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, etc. And that's us for this week. Have a great weekend of betting. And thanks to Paul for joining us this week. We no promise all good luck to everyone this weekend.